Hi everyone, welcome to the latest Siddiqui Ramblings podcast. As the name suggests, the ramblings of the Siddiqui boys. You may have seen us on TV. I'm Basit Siddiqui. I'm Sid Siddiqui. I'm Umar Siddiqui. So hopefully you'll join us every week just to hear our general thoughts on uh, the world as it is and our little ideas about life in general. If you want to get involved, then feel free to. You can email us on thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. Right, let's get going. Good early afternoon, gentlemen. Hi, Basa. Hi, Omi. Good what? Early afternoon. Good early afternoon. 12.59, as as the crow flies. That's yeah. a term, isn't it? As the crow flies. I've heard that before. That is a term. Does it link to time, though? Or? No, it, it links to distance. <laughs> I thought it did, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's what they say on boats, isn't it, and stuff? Uh, yeah. As what does it mean flies. exactly? As the crow flies. Well, crow will uh, fly in the straight line, wouldn't it? It wouldn't it's turn probably. corners or so go around the roundabout so yes, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So you're saying that to get from point A to point B as the crow flies means you don't take any detours. You just no, you go straight, yeah. Oh. I mean, it doesn't have to be crow. It could be a sparrow. It Let's not go back onto birds. Okay. Have you noticed how we always talk about <laughs> birds on our podcast? Do we? Yeah, we had yeah. a whole crow thing a while ago. But that was related to my uh, Raven News, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Dad ah. called me a dodo, didn't he? <laughs> Still haven't forgotten about that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. Is dodo officially a bird? It's extinct, isn't it? Yeah. It's extinct bird, yeah. Um, so, are you both well? You're both well, I assume. Let's just cut to the chase. Shall we start on the actual yeah, yeah, serious yeah. stuff, shall we? Okay, cool. So, um, last week's podcast was a, a nice one. I can't even remember what it was about. Oh, it was all about uh, sales habits, wasn't yeah, it? Selling yes, yeah, selling snow to the Eskimos. Selling snow to the Eskimos. See, buy it. See it, buy it. So, now it was nice now. So, I did a little... When I published the, uh, the podcast onto social media, onto Twitter... And let people know that we've done it. I also did a poll as well on Twitter. Uh-huh. And I asked our audience um, what kind of shoppers they are. So the three questions were, love a good bargain, I do. Money, shmoney, gimme, which implies that you don't care about the price of something, you'll just buy it. Right. Uh-huh. And then the last one, I'm tight as a badger's peach. Mm. And that peach implies... As an emoji. Uh, what does the peach emoji mean in this case? But. But. Tight as a badger's butt. <laughs> So, the three basically were saying that people are a bit cautious with money. There are those that are too cautious with money and won't spend anything. And then there's those that don't care. 80% of our listeners and 80% of people who who responded uh, love a good bargain. 9% are very frivolous with their money. And 11% are a bunch of tight-fisted gifts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is good, because I would have said that all three of us would have put 11% tight-fisted gifts, wouldn't we? Or would you Be say a, we're more bargainy? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, to be quite, I thought it would be more than 11%, because people are shrewd in this day and age, isn't it? Yes, you yeah. Rather, yeah. If you don't have to, why do you? I know. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, it, I, I it, guess it's the bargains, though, isn't it? The I think that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think we probably more of us are inclined to be on that group bargain hunter and yeah. has only bit of it. Yeah. Which is nice to know, isn't it? People mm. aren't just making it rain all the time and spending money yeah. willy nilly. We're definitely not in the second group. The money doesn't matter. No, no, none of us no. are, which is good. Yeah. Excellent. Although what car are you driving around in now these days Dad? <laughs> <laughs> what car's that again? Yeah. Yeah. But that uh, falls into the top bit. Yes. Yeah. No what bargain. Yeah. If you say so. Yeah. yeah. If you say so. So I went a bit poll crazy. I'm thinking of calling this Bassett's poll as well. No, why, don't. You know, yeah, why not? Because that's a ge- geographical area, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is actually, yeah. Bassett's yeah. poll. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else to it. Bassett's poll. So yeah, the second Bassett's poll that I did uh-huh. was, you know that we got our Halloween subject, uh, Halloween podcast coming up in the next two, three weeks. Yes, yeah. I really want to get user involvement in that and uh, okay, listener yeah. involvement in that. So thank you very much to Wendy who sent a story through, uh, Wendy Turner. Uh, we've not read the email, but we just wanted to say thank you for sending yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah. reason we've not read it is because we want to read it for the first time mm. on the Halloween episode yes, yes. and actually scare ourselves with it. So the question I asked on um, Twitter was, for our Halloween special in a few weeks, we want to include your spooky stories. So do you have any? If so, email them to us. So, so far we've only had 14 votes, but I only put it on this morning. Um, 
and it's a 50-50 split. So that means seven people, I've got a spooky story, and seven people, I don't believe in no ghost. Mm, so right. seven of these people who responded on Twitter, and hopefully some of them are listeners as well. Yes. We would like those stories being sent through. So yes. the email is thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. So I'll tweet it out, but I'll also, if you notice, wherever you're listening, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes or whatever, there's some text at the bottom and it's got the spelling off the email as well. So it'd yes. be brilliant to hear from you with your spooky story. Anything, anything, even like spooky, strange, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's yeah. got a story. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a second hand, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It might be a friend who's yeah. had that sort of story yeah. as well. Yeah. But we want unique ones. We could all troll the internet and find something. Yes. No, that's not we want, we yeah. want something yeah. from our yeah. listeners. Yeah. yeah. It'd be really good if you could do. And what we'll do as a thank you, and Wendy, you'll get this, is a thank you video from all of us as well, saying thank you very much. Yeah. And what we felt about the story. So, yeah. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. Okay. So, who's going first? News or Pearl Man? I don't mind, I'll uh, do Pearl. Have you got anything for me? Yes, I have. have you, or, uh... Now, you'll notice that I, for the first time, have pieces of paper with me. Now, normally I do stuff on my phone, mm. and the reason is because paper confuses me. So I got my paper ready to talk to you because I've got the Pearls written okay, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the wrong paper. This is the paper that uh, is a letter from the police because I was speeding the other day. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's the speed awareness course letter. So I've paid that now and I'm, okay, go- I'm going right. soon. Oh, you're going to the... Yeah, I've got to go mid-November oh, or late November. So, But I have got my other piece of paper. Yeah. Now, the Pearl comes, Dad, from a conversation I was having with you downstairs with Mom. Right. And it got me thinking. So I was on about uh, the fact that I'm doing some YouTube videos, as in not making them, I'm actually following them. This guy called Joe Wicks, who does fitness videos, because I'm trying to do some fitness type stuff. Oh. And he does some hit videos. And I just made the comment to mom that, yeah, I can't eat any food now because I've got to go home and do some exercise naked. Now, the word for <laughs> naked in Urdu is nunga. Yeah. And mom said, are you completely nunga? And I said, no, I, I wanted to say that I'm sort of semi-naked. Yes. So I asked dad, what's the word for semi-naked? And it got me thinking that uh, there must be so many words and phrases in English. And I'd like to know what the Urdu equivalent of those are. Yeah. Oh, so you want me to become a dictionary, if you like. Uh, Asian yeah. dictionary, yeah. yeah. Just for a couple of but like random... Yeah. Phrases that we use. So yeah, you do the best that you can. Good with idea. That is, yeah, okay. So this is for dad becoming a translator, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 You're jack of all trades, you are, dad. That's why you're the best for this pearl stuff. <laughs> so the first one, obviously, was semi-naked. So nunga is the f- the main word. Yeah. But how did we decide semi-naked would be said? It, yeah. Well, it's not. It wouldn't. There isn't another word, as far as I can remember. Because it's not commonly used word anyway in our society. Yeah. Being, you know. Nunga. Nunga, yeah. Uh, yeah. Perhaps yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. of a European thing. These phrases um, are going to get worse then. If that's, if that's <laughs> really? the case, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd ready. So I would think that it is, a, a, don't shoot me if this is not correct and it's not sort of perfect translation. But it would be, uh, it'd be a phrase actually. So I don't want to say phrase because it'll confuse people. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. say it and then define what yeah, you okay. think the phrase well, is, yeah. Uh, well, if your mom was saying that you're semi-naked, she will say, Basat tu nanga hon lagyan. So, and that would mean, Basat, you are getting naked. Yeah, you're getting naked. You're in the press of Yeah, you're in the naked. Brilliant, yeah. okay. So, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, so, could you just say it one more time for the listeners? Yeah, okay. Your mom will say to you, <laughs> yeah, if okay. you're semi-naked, if you're wearing okay, your yeah. pants, she'll say, Basat. Okay, brilliant. So yeah, so it's a phrase actually. It will it will translate, but yeah. you are getting naked. Excellent, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> okay, so uh, then, so I asked Omer because we were going to go down the route of list of swear words. Yes, but we yeah. thought that's just immature, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Omer's because Omer's currently in the dating scene. I don't know if he's trying to impress like a uh, uh, Urdu speaking. Yeah, girl. when is Omer not in dating <laughs> yeah, scene? Very true. But Omer said, "Yeah, let's ask some like flirty questions." Really? So the first one is, <laughs> oh <my> God, yeah. <laughs> that's a good "Do one, you yeah. come here often?" Yeah, we haven't got. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've got you know, like in Friends, when Joey used to say, "How are you doing?" Mm. How yeah. would you say, how are you doing? Yeah, how would you say Or like, that? hey, baby. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 uh, you put me on the spot here, but... Oh, no, so, so, say it again. So, what, what? how are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. 
If the, we if we translate we, word for word, it will sound totally stupid. Do it and mm-hmm. say, um, "Oh God, but but I can't do this. This is not right because it's a long phrase to explain yeah. that, and it'll confuse people." So there isn't. Why can't you give me a simple word in on the dating scene? I suppose let's yeah. try something that's a bit more grounded in, like I don't know, uh, comment, complimenting somebody's feature. There was what wasn't there one that I said, boss? Um, nice guns, nice guns. <laughs> I didn't say that one. That's straight out of your mind. That is. How would you say, "Hey, baby"? Hey, baby. Yeah. You say, "Oh, bache." Yeah, that's yes, totally wrong that's because wrong, isn't it? baby yeah. is the translated as in baby, as an yeah, infant, yeah. as a child. Okay. Uh, so that it, because that concept again doesn't exist in our <clears throat> language or culture that way. What yeah. about this one then? You had me at hello. What? You had me at hello. You had me. That's at difficult, isn't it? Oh god, this is almost like that. Uh, y- you blew me away on the first. Yes. Yeah, first yeah, contact, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Oh god. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> I thought you were busting these lines out all the time, Dad. Honestly, no, yeah. no, no, no. no. Yeah. It's totally alien this sort of language <laughs> when you translate into another language, and I'm sure it's not just Urdu or no, Punjabi. Sure it's not. If you try to do that in another language, try to do it in Chinese, probably yeah. people shoot you. Um, I don't know, really. Uh, 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 there's again long phrase, and I don't want to go there. But if you want me to pass my <laughs> pearl of wisdom, have something which is more, more doable. <laughs> yeah. You're the pearl man. You should this be able to do any of this. This is quite an abstract one. This is not pearl. This is boulders. These are big, it's, ugly looking boulders. Yeah. Okay. It does raise an interesting point though, that flirting in the two cultures is different. Yes. yes. And, uh, I relate this to, um, Asian, um, music. Right. Love songs. Uh, like the English love songs are like all about baby and this and that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But the Punjabi, uh, the Urdu love songs no, aren't. No, They're no. very poetic in the way that they exactly. phrase love. Yeah. So there's a guy called, um, there's a, a Kuali, uh, Nuzrut Fati Ali Han. Yeah. And one of his songs, I love it, is called Kinna Sona, which yeah. is How Beautiful. How Beautiful. Yeah. And there's a line in it, it says, Kinna Sona Rang Rab Tune Bunaya, which means, what a lovely thing God has made yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and that's oh. the way that romance, I think, is yeah, conveyed. It's right, more, it's poetical rather it's than poetical, quite yeah. Yeah. brilliant. So that's good. So we have got some like all of these mm. flirty tips there. Yeah. Then. yeah. So well, could you just? That's say, a good one, actually. That's a good flirty tip, isn't it? Yeah. It is. But then an, uh, it's yes, quite a popular yeah. song. So the the woman would say, "Oh, you're just ripping off Nazir Fadi Ali Khan." Yes, you? true. Especially if you start singing. No, 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 no you're quite right, yeah. and that's what it's. It's more dialogue, isn't it, rather than. Just a it's single quick word. One line, yeah, it's it, not yeah. quick line, but yeah. <clears throat> Could you just say that one more time, then? Yeah, it's kidna sona rung. Kidna sona rab rab ne banaya. I don't think the rung comes in. Rung is color. Yeah, I might. Miss You're missing it. Well, that, I always thought, why is he saying what a beautiful color God has made you? No, it just if you it just said kidna sona rab ne banaya. Excellent, Omar. So make sure you get rid of that color bit. <laughs> Very racist. Yeah, of course. And then, okay then, Dad, that's fine. I get it. You can't do the flirty ones. You may be able to do this one then. We'll finish on this one. Kiss my ass. If you were going to say kiss my ass in Urdu, how yeah. would you say it? Um, you know that one though, don't you? No, don't yeah, flirt, but kiss my no, ass. No, yeah. no. The, if I say uh, ass in Urdu or Punjabi, it will be, it'll be swear word and I don't want to say that. Yeah. Oh, come on! No. Sorry. We'll have to change it to an explicit podcast. Nice try, Buzz. Yeah. Nice try trying to get Dad to... Compromises. Anyway, right over. So the news. So this is quite an old news, but it, it cropped up on my Facebook. I don't visit Facebook that often, so any news that I get from there, sorry, might be a bit dated. I think this is from about August time, but it was so funny. Had me in stitches. Uh, foul-mouthed parrot launched a four-letter tirade at a firefighter as he tried to rescue the bird from a neighbour's roof in North London. <laughs> 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 yeah, stitches, honestly. Oh, my God. Uh, so, Jesse, the name of the parrot, uh, owner had asked for help after the multilingual Macaw parrot spent three days on the roof in, a, in London. So, the RSPCA <laughs> called in the London Fire Brigade to rescue the bird. Uh, the crew manager climbed up a ladder to save Jesse, but was met with <laughs> a volley of swear words from the parrot, <laughs> which... <laughs> Just then flew off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the best news ever. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I, love, I could visualise that completely, yeah. honestly. <laughs> so the, watch, the Fire Brigade watch manager, uh, Chris Swallow, said, uh, this fireman had told Jesse, I love you. Uh, so the fireman said that to the parrot. Uh, after, <clears throat> sorry, after ad- being advised, it was the only way to bond with the parrot. Okay. <laughs> While Jesse responded, I love you back, we then discovered that she had a bit of a, a foul mouth and kept swearing much <laughs> to our amusement. <laughs> but then it flew off as well. It flew off. Yeah, it emerged. Jesse also speaks Turkish and Greek, so it's a bi- multilingual. Whether it swore at uh, the fireman in Turkish and Greek, I, I don't know. No, no. Uh, so we tried telling her to come in both languages too. Uh, thankfully, it soon became apparent that Jesse was fine and uninjured as she flew off uh, onto another roof and then to a tree. So he did return to his owner eventually. Okay, yeah. That's good. <laughs> I bet that parent would say kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that parent's got no ethics yeah. whatsoever. Both of that parent's owner has tr- taught to this way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. he said. It, the parent doesn't um, go off somewhere and learn these things. Somebody no. has to... Unless the parrot does and it's just a really jerky parrot. You yeah. never know. We've got another bird story. Excellent. Next week won't be a bird story. Remember when you went through that phase of all of your news coming from China as well? Yeah. And we thought that was your way of telling us you're moving to China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You went through a period of just having Chinese relations. I did, didn't yeah. I? Yes, yeah. And yeah. I think our Chinese listeners like grew at that time as well. <laughs> yeah. The reason for that is because the China being a, a, a huge population, there are more, more funny things can happen yeah. in that crowd of uh, people than mm. anywhere else, I suppose. Yeah, that's why I think if they did do like a Gogglebox China, imagine the news would be like watching for that. Mm. I watched this thing on uh, American News just through Facebook yesterday where this boxer who's going to fight Tyson Fury soon. Did you see that thing? He like punched this guy in a mascot. He was dressed like a tortilla, but he didn't think that it was an actual person. He thought that it was just a dummy there. And he broke the guy's jaw. Wow. But all you see is this picture of this tortilla, like, writhing in pain. <laughs> I was like, God, man, I wish that that was in this country, because that's, like, the greatest news to yeah. like, review instead yeah. of Brexit. Yeah. Right, okay, so, Omar, today's topic is... The land of make-believe. Fantastic, so it's all about imagination. So I thought I'd go down the film route with this. Eight movies that showcase the limitless potential of imagination. So I'll read a couple of these, and you may have heard of them. Spirited Away. Have either of you come across Spirited no. Away? Uh, yeah, it's a cartoon, isn't it? Yes, animated film, Studio, okay. Studio Ghibli. Uh-huh. While, while journeying to her new home, Chichiro and her family take a wrong turn into a fantasy world that turns her parents into pigs and sets the young 10-year-old girl on a dangerous adventure. The Shinto-inspired Oscar-winning film is a fantastical quest. Um... And it is very imaginative from all the little bits. I've seen it <coughs> once. Sodhi and Oshie always rave about it. They yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's quite a imaginative one. The next one is The Singing Detective. I've heard of it, no, but heard I thought it. that was adult uh, type of movie. Yes, yeah. No, these aren't all. They're imaginative, oh, yeah, yeah. but they're not. Yeah, yeah. So while crime novelist Dan Dark... Uh, played by Robert Downey Jr., is bedridden and suffering in the hospital. He begins to plot his next novel. As his medication makes the lines between fantasy and reality blur, imagination becomes his escape from his painful present and a vehicle for strange hallucinations as in the many medications oh. take hold. So that sounds like yeah. quite an interesting yeah, one. It is, isn't it? This one sounds a little darker. The Fall. One of the most beautiful and devastating explorations of imagination is another film that uses it as an opportunity for bodily escape. Tarsem sings The Fall. When stuntman Roy uh, Lee Pace is paralysed after an accident, he lures a child, Alexandria, with a series of intricately woven stories in hopes to gain her trust and help him acquire morphine he needs to commit suicide. That sounds very dark, but uh, (laughs) quite imaginative. Then we've got one called Phoebe in Wonderland. Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, I've I've watched Stranger Than Fiction. Have you come across Stranger Than mm-hmm. Fiction? No. So Stranger Than Fiction is where Will Ferrell, of all people, so the guy who's in Anchorman, you would have known, yeah, you yeah, would have yeah, seen him yeah, dead, yeah. but he's like known for his crazy comedies, isn't he? Yes, it? yeah, yeah. He plays a character where he starts hearing a voice in his head, and the voice is actually off a novelist who's writing a novel, and he's the main person in it. Right, yeah. yeah. And basically, you find out very soon that in this novel, this chap is going to die. 
And it's just running through all of those events and how he can't escape the fact that he's going to die because okay. his novelist is writing this book about yeah. him. Yeah. It's quite an interesting st- oh. uh, film. And the fact that Will Ferrell's in it makes it that much more weird. But yeah, uh, the, silent, the Science of Sleep, Waking Life. Tell you which one I thought would have been there. Robin Williams, What Dreams May Come. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's quite an imaginative mm. one, isn't it? It's all about the afterlife yeah. and stuff, yeah. which is quite good. Yeah. But yeah, films, I think, really... Absolutely. Yes. Films have a sort of um, uh, uncharted um, sort of uh, um, possession of this idea, isn't it? Mm. They can do whatever they want mm. in a fantasy world, isn't it? And now the technology supports it as well. Am, yeah. I, am I right in saying that Avatar... Um, is it John Cox? It's not John Cox. Who, 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 Cameron. James, James Cameron. Cameron. Sorry, yeah, James Cameron. He wrote Avatar, but yeah. he wouldn't make it until the technology could yes. support the vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite good. Mm. But the fantasy itself has to be believable, isn't it? It's got to be. You cannot. Just, yes. 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 Yeah, you yeah. cannot just go there and think, "Oh, I've got an idea." And then you try to either tell a story or something and it just falls flat yeah. because there isn't any evidence so you can't no. substantiate that. And you just it won't just, hold the audience's in fact, interest. When you think about it, all the film business is a lie, isn't it? It's a big lie. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the sort of uh, um, reason for its success uh, is how good a liar you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's when you look at it like that, yeah. all fiction is lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How good you are at convincing, convincing other people that yeah. it's true. Do you try telling your four-year-old not to lie when all she's surrounded by is fiction as well? <laughs> yeah, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So what you guys have just talked about, um, most, most of the questions that I'm going to ask you are based on that, really. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you've covered that quite well. Okay. But I'm still going to ask him you. Yeah, we're Go going on. to switch yeah, the well, podcast. Yeah, well, we can de- detail a bit more than can't we, perhaps. So, okay, so imagination, that's what we're going to talk about. Um... Like you said, this is fantasy and imagination. Um, I think what, well, like what you said, Dad, fantasy in some respects is still grounded in a kind of semi-reality. Imagination, those films that you've quoted, mm. they completely, that is, they're films about imagination, aren't they? Yeah. They're not fantasy films, they're films about the imagination. Imagination, yes. And what, what, what you can create out of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, looking looking at us then, so which of the Siddiqui's is at least grounded in reality? I love that question. I uh, yeah, I just uh, <laughs> gaze back on that and it made yeah. me chuckle. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it's all of us. Really, we're all we're not grounded. Say, are we? We're not grounded. No. I wouldn't say we've got permanently got our head in the clouds. No, but we definitely do think outside the box in terms of. Um, we're not even thinking outside the box. We're dreamers, aren't we, in, in yeah. some respects? I think we we, we have um, a dual uh, personality in that sense, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. When it comes to things that nitty-gritty, the life, running of life, if you the like, practicality, you know, the practicality yeah. of it, we are absolutely grounded. We don't mess around, yeah. you know, we take yeah. our job seriously, we take our responsibility seriously. Yes. But then there are areas when we, we do fantasize about things. and then yeah. I mean, I, I'm a classic one for that, isn't it? I would probably come up with some sort of project and then we'll start doing that you remember when i did um, uh, i've converted a ordinary beetle into a roadster yes that was fancy world wasn't it uh, but only because i that was a side thing i could do it yes yeah, yeah. yeah. but in the meantime you were still paying the bills oh yes exactly yeah i didn't yes, let that yeah. fancy rule my life if no. you like I, uh-huh. one of the things that i think really showcased our imagination as a family and as as a group, was the amateur dramatics we used to do. Yeah. yeah. So for the listeners who don't know, a couple of years ago now, we're talking, it was before I started school, so about 10, 12 years ago now, we joined, me, Dad, Umar and Razor, we joined an amateur dramatics club. Yeah. Just so it was a nice way to bond because we'd all moved out and stuff and it was a nice way to get together. Long story short, we kind of took over that um, little club yeah, yeah. We, and we wrote our own play for mm. it. And it was all about a uh, poltergeist, a cheeky poltergeist yeah. invading a house. Hmm. Um, and that was really fun. It was. We got a yeah. chance to be as creative yes. and silly as we could uh, be. And that was total fantasy as well, wasn't that it? Was yeah. Fantasy, yeah. Yeah. And the, the story itself was. Yeah. And the funny thing is that you probably at that time knew there was actual poltergeist. I've never heard of the poltergeist. There was a film out there. Yes, of course, yeah. And then, uh, but that was a bit more sinister, isn't it? I think, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I was a like, light-hearted. I would say, yeah, it's really interesting that question is because it, like, how imaginative you are, no one can read each other's minds, 
and think about what they think about when they're out and about. Yes. But yes, it's, yes. it's kind of like how you articulate that imagination. Yeah. And I'd say, Omar, you're probably the best at articulating it because you're very creative through your music. Yeah. You've written quite a lot of stuff as well, haven't you? You were writing a little sitcom series yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. So I'd say out of all of us, the person who articulates the imagination mm. yeah, in the most creative way. When you say articulate, do you mean having an idea and putting down on a piece of paper? Yeah, yeah or not that... even on a piece of paper. Like with his music, he, yes. he, he, his imagination is expressed through yeah. his music. You, you're a, a good, very good example of having an idea and putting it through mm. spaces to come make something out of it. Whereas I am, I don't know about you, but so you're probably a bit like me. You have loads of ideas, yeah, yeah, but never, I, I never have the time to put them into practice. We're talking about in fantasy world. We're talking about the creative, creative yeah, yeah. side, yeah, yes, creative yeah, side yeah, yeah. of things. Um, I suppose it's like what you say, it's trying to be able to express something that isn't real, isn't it? Mm. Like that, you said with your Beatles, that's, that's, that's creativity, but mm. that's a very real kind of creativity. Yes, yes, yeah. That, that is um, mechanical and uh, technical and stuff. Uh, and I would say that all of us, we're not bound by h- harsh realities. Well, I mean, when it calls for it, yes, we will. Yeah. I mean, if there's like some sort of money problem or one of us is poorly or something like that, then we'll it do. brings you down to reality. Of course, yeah. We don't constantly live like, oh, spiritually, like, oh, everything will be okay. The universe will sort itself out. We're not no. those kind no, of no. people. <laughs> yeah. But we do, I think we do rely a bit on having good imaginations as well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the conversations we have in social circumstances, I can always tell our brains are just churning a little yeah. bit different to. Yeah. A certain conversation other people are having mm. as well. I've always thought that. Is this something as simple as being on the bus and observing something that yes. someone else wouldn't really necessarily notice yeah. on the bus? Mm. Um, I can't think of any examples, but I know that my mind's wandered in really stupid ways. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you an example. Actually, yesterday I was stuck in traffic and I was noticing two Mercedes in front of me. And I uh, was looking at them and I go, God, what conversation are those two having? And then your mind starts wondering about the stupid (laughs) coffee conversation they're having. And then I created the term Merc Jerks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like jerks in Mercedes, yeah. What car do you drive again? (laughs) No, that's all right. Talking about the cars again, uh, because I thought you, if you asked me today what my uh, pearl of wisdom was today, and I'd probably say, well, and if people asking questions, ask Sid, if you like. And I have a question for people to tell me. And this is, again, me thinking outside the box. This randomly came out. Yes. You know my iPhone, that it has got touch button? Yes. Yeah. And then it'll come on because it recognizes my fingerprint. And I'm thinking there are still people out there losing their cars left, right, and center. And these are new cars as well. Right. Why can't the manufacturers come up with some idea that it recognizes your print, uh, your your personal print, yeah. your fingerprint, and without that, it won't start? Mm. Yeah. How easy that would be. I mean, technology is already there. Why haven't they adapted it? Two yeah. fingers on the wheel. On the Not thing. even two, one finger, even to yeah. open the door, for instance. Yeah. yeah. I think so. So why, why th- that's my question mm. too manufacturers out there if you like if anybody yeah. listening or, or have they done something people might say oh yeah uh, my car is like that mm. you understand what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so that is that is a sort of creative thinking or thinking creative thinking yeah um, uh, in relation to something else yeah and people often think well yeah old cars will get stolen the new ones doesn't the new one does mm. I tell you a friend of mine at work um her her father's car. I, I, I won't give the name now, which it is, uh, which car it is. But it's a modern car, and the thieves actually nicked it outside the drive. Really? Middle so it still night. happens, middle, then, of, middle of the night. Car. And this is recent. This is only about three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. See, even Dad's creativity and imagination is always some element of practicality into it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is practical imagination as well. Uh, what is imagination? Is imagination thinking about something that you know is not achievable within the realms of technology? Is that what it is? Case in point, I watched um, a Harry Potter yesterday. Yeah. It was on telly. And it was Half-Blood Prince. And I was... Well, I'm going to mention this again later. Everything in Harry Potter is almost like... It's almost like somebody thinking... Like you, Dad, with the... Uh, a person recognition in the car. Mm-hmm. Magic to me is some sort of practical application that is outside the realms of uh, 
Yeah. Uh, normality, isn't yeah. it? It's Achieve, not doing achievability. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like, look at it, or like what we're doing now. What we can achieve now, that would have been considered witchcraft, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's where ideas come from, though, isn't it? Yes. From the mind. And then a year yeah, later, exactly. they yeah, actually yeah. become a uh, fact. Yeah. yeah. Also, have you ever <clears throat> noticed, I don't know whether you have, um, sometime if somebody tells you something and they've not given you the full details of it, they might have just told you uh, how a machine works, for instance. A simple machine, I'm not talking yes. about complex. Mm. And in your own head, have you ever think, mm, I wonder how it works? Someday? Let me give you an example, because when I was uh, only a boy, it must have been eight or ten, something like that, yeah. uh, back home in Pakistan. And people often used to go from England back home and tell stories about the great land and great and wonderful land yes. that England is, yeah, yeah, which yeah. no doubt it is, or it was then. <laughs> and they will say things about, uh, oh, there is, um, if you go on the train, uh, there's automatic door on it, yeah. and you don't have to do anything. You just open and shut. And for ages, I used to think, <laughs> well, how does that work? As a young child, yeah. young yeah, boy, uh, I used to think, and you know, independently, I worked it out that it must be a sliding. It probably comes that way. But before that, I was thinking, how does it? Does it the handle comes and pulls the door open? Because I had the concept of yes, the, yeah, how yeah. normal door opens. Yeah, and yeah. I used to spend ages and ages trying to work out. Anyway, I just left at that. And sure enough, when I arrived in this one uh, country and went to the underground, and to my absolute delight, that's how the door oh, works. And it just shows you. And the other thing was, they said about tape recorder. Obviously, at that age, I didn't know what the tape recorder. And they will explain something. They said uh, it, how it works is that you say something to this machine, and this machine will um hold that voice for you in there and then later on when you press the button it will just release that voice yeah. and for ages i used to think my god how does that <laughs> do the, does it have a bag in there the voice goes in this bag and then bag seals itself and then later on somehow the bag is open <laughs> yeah. how we never at this point this <laughs> probably eight to ten yeah like that's that. the right yeah, yeah. I mean, imagination at, at that brilliant. time i had no idea that you know the tape is magnetic tape that yeah you can do this that's such that's... a cool kid way of yeah. thinking oh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and lots of things like that people explain something and i bet amelia if you tell her something now yeah and she's not 100 percent sure she probably will imagine, imagine that, that yeah yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to ask her the tape recorder one, actually. I'm going to ask her how she thinks the podcast works, because she's been yeah. here for the podcast, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Ask her that. Because it leads me nicely to my next question. Is it important to encourage an active imagination in kids? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Can you imagine an unimag- Can you imagine an unimaginative child? Oh, my God. No. I think it's an essential part of uh, childhood, isn't it, to I imagine? I really think it because is. Because that imagination translates into uh, um, good qualities later on, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, curiosity. Yeah. Uh, asking questions, confidence, that kind of yeah. stuff. I think it all relates to having a good imagination as a child. Yeah. And a, that kind of childlike wonderment. Mm. I, a lot of people who are credited as being like inventors, it is because they have a good imagination. Yes. They can see things yeah. that mm. nobody else can see. I think that's really interesting, the confidence side of it as well, because if you've not got that confidence to do it because you weren't allowed to be imaginative when you were young, yeah. then you won't have confidence to think outside the box and think no. of the next big thing. Yeah. Um, and imagination could be... My, my definition of how imaginative you are is how well you solve a problem and how you will look at a problem in a specific mm-hmm. way and try and solve it. Yeah. And being able to confidently say that to people and say, this is how I would do it, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of guts. Yeah. And I think that if you're encouraged as a kid to be able to, no matter what your thoughts are, to express them, I think that's so important. Yeah. Thinking about Amelia, has she ever said anything to you that you think, wow, what an imagination? <laughs> <laughs> Every day, it's, yeah. it's difficult yeah. to really say yeah. all the little bits, but she's constantly... What I'm finding now that she's old, getting older is how mature her responses are now, mm. which is a bit of a shame because you kind of want that imagination to be there. Yeah. So she's reading a lot of books called yes. the Biff and Chip books where she's telling me what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. in them. <clears throat> and I think her imagination there is really getting involved in the pictures and really knowing mm. what's going on. Like you, you point at the picture and there's a, there's a lad there with face paint and you go, oh, who put the face paint on yes. him? Who's that? What's he doing with that face paint on him? Yeah. Oh, I think he's a clown. What do you think he was doing before? So it was just really trying to get her to express yeah. and think about not just what she sees on the paper, but what mm. else, what the rest of the story is trying to tell her as well. Yeah. 
It's, imagination is a strange thing. You have to control it as well. Otherwise, it, the, you know the people who have become famous because they're imaginative and creative. They yes. have thought of something and then they said, yeah, this is my limit. I'm not going to let it go any further. Yeah. My problem is it just carries on. It's almost infinity. Yes. That is it. And classic one is I'm looking at a picture. There's a, p- a painting on the wall there. There's some trees. No, what, do you know what I'm looking at? I'm not looking at the picture. Of course I'm looking at the picture. I know what you're looking at, yeah. I'm looking at the sides. I'm looking at, well, that's where the picture ends. I wonder what is on there. What's yeah, after yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And so, obviously you can't go up, you know, it's sky and you can't go down, it's ground. But on <sighs> the side, if you, I'm trying to give a almost panoramic view to that uh-huh. picture. What's around it? What's behind uh-huh. me? Yeah. I'm looking at. Yeah. I, I'm thinking one further as well, because basically the picture is you've got trees on the left, trees on the right. And like a nice landscape on either side. Yeah. But in the middle, there's a path, isn't there? Is yeah. it a ford or is it a path? It's a path, yeah. yeah. Where does that lead? Where does that path lead to? Yeah. yeah. Which is, I used to look at pictures intently like that. Because right. growing yeah. up, we used to have quite a lot of these interesting yeah. paintings and yeah. pictures around the house. You know, from that painting, you could actually, it, this could be the start of a book. Oh, start absolutely. Start of a novel. Yeah. Just imagine in there. Yeah. So this, this is how powerful imagination can be. Of course, of course. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it is the case that um, one form of art has inspired another form of art, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Be it a painting, a music, or even you reading something. You know, when you're with your music and the music that you make, mm. have you been ever been inspired by a specific story or a painting? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Uh, it, but the translation or the transition to me isn't always clear. Some people will comment on my music saying, what made you think of that? And I can't tell them that because mm. I don't think artists are very good at explaining themselves. No, they you know, know, they they know feel, what they were they thinking. Know, they yeah. know what they were thinking at the time. It's a very transitory thing. Yeah. But I was thinking about the book, uh, the picture book. We all grew up with picture books, didn't we? Mm. But when Amelia reads that book, looks at that book a second time, what's to say that her thoughts will be exactly the same? It will evolve, won't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think yeah. it's very, that's very important. Uh, language, um, reading and literacy... The the thought is already formed in the mind. It's just the the technical way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, the nuts and bolts of actually reading and assimilating vowels that comes later on, doesn't it? Absolutely. But yeah. There's nothing to say that she can't read in on a subtextual level. No, of before course she can read. Is it? And it, for me, it was really interesting because I used to always feel a bit like, oh, you know, when you do, when you read a book to a child when they can't read, you, you run your finger along the text. Yeah. So they're aware that this is where you're getting the information from. Yeah. yeah. Now, Amelia has a habit. You know what Amelia's like. She'll take over. So she takes the book off you and starts <laughs> running her finger and saying yeah. what she's saying. Yeah. And I used to worry that, oh, that's not that word. The word that she's saying there or what she's saying there doesn't matter. Yeah. And I was talking to like this really good primary school and they were going, no, don't discourage that because of the fact that she's showing that she understands there's a link between the text and, saying, and yeah. what she's saying. Don't discourage that. Ask her questions about it. Mm. Okay, if you think that's what happens, what happens next? What happens yeah. next? Like you said, all of the technical parts of it are going to come in time. Yeah. Yes. But it's that passion that you can't yeah. you can't train later on. So if mm. she's always interested in it, and I figured the second I start saying, no, don't do that, it's not that weird, that's just going to put her off it. Mm. Yeah. So now I just let her go nuts with it, which is yeah. good. Basit, Umar and Basit, can I just digress just for a second or two? And this is what the imagination is. Looking at that picture, why don't we, <laughs> three of us, have a little thing to do by next week when we do the podcast next week and just use a minute or two to say this is the story that I come up with so let's all three of us a separate a story about that scene <laughs> yeah and if you like when you yeah. tweet this Basad this I'll put the picture, 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 picture yeah, yeah, and ask the listeners see if they can come up with something that's only we're only looking at three or four lines nothing not you know chapter and verse yeah no let's see what how we we develop this thing I mm. love that that's a brilliant idea yeah, I'll put this out with the when we put the podcast yeah. out yeah, today. That picture. That picture. Yeah, yeah, you do the same. I will say we've got a little bit of homework for our listeners. Today. <laughs> yeah, why not? It'll be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about imagination. Let's see what kind it's of really imagination the listeners have got. Fantastic. We might be uh, alarmed by some of the responses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why I buried my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I painted. Yeah, I painted that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So does it help adults to escape every now and then into the world of fantasy and magic? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to... It's a big business, isn't it? I mean, mm. More so now, I think. I don't know why... 
I suppose growing up, you think, God, people are still into this kind of stuff. Mm. I'm thinking like Game of Thrones and yeah. uh, that kind of but stuff. But you know what? It is a classic saying, selling a dream, isn't it? That's what you're doing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Isn't it? It is. I think like the, I think it's a couple of things. I, th- I kind of think it's the, as technology's gotten better. Yeah. So the stuff that you're watching on TV just looks yes. that much more realistic. Mm. I don't know. I wasn't off an age where I really noticed that. But when you watch back even stuff that was made in the early 2000s, mm. you watch it and you think, oh, that looks <clears> a bit crappy. So I don't know if my change, my vision will change as, as more stuff. Is yeah. Still. Yes. Yeah. But it's also, I don't know. I think we're living in a world right now where escapism is like a really important thing. Mm, yeah. And I think people do really rely on that. Yes. Maybe we have too much of it and then that impacts how real people are in the real world. Yeah. But I don't know. I just personally think that I've grown up with a number of things now that I look forward to when they come out next. So oh. like you said, Game of Thrones, um, all the Avengers films. Mm-hmm. So you've now so many years have passed, people have got invested in a lot more stuff. Yeah. So they do get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you get things like it's I mean, even activities now they're almost like based on imagination scenarios, aren't they? Yeah, like the escape rooms. Escape rooms and uh, there's this one where you uh, pretend that you're fleeing zombies. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready yeah. for that, you know. God. I don't know if it's I'm ready for that. Yeah. It sounds good, but do you think that our imagination is also evolving? See, you as could, humans, you because, could have the argument that it's not, and if anything, is devolving. De- you sure? Because I'm just thinking of because advent of technology and new things happen. Uh-huh. Fantasy is almost become fulfilled, doesn't it? Yes. Really? Yes. Can you imagine somebody writing a book 500 years ago, even less probably, and explaining a scenario where? One man is talking to another man on the other side of the world on the mobile or whatever, or there's a picture coming on this, you know, mm. piece of equipment. That would be pure fantasy in those 100%. days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. some of the stuff, those, obviously those are reality now. And if we were to let, and what I'm saying, our, our imagination has been yes, exhausted now. Yes, yeah, that yeah. End, isn't it? yes, yeah. And for yeah, that reason, it is evolving. I see what yeah, you mean. Yeah. yeah. We think about other things now yeah. and we imagine stuff. But you're right as well, boss, in that you're saying that uh, like our imagination is stifled because so much stuff is explained to you now and yeah. so much yes. stuff has gone origin. Yeah, in a similar thing, yeah, origin. exactly. Yeah, but I mean, there are still things that... Uh, doesn't it strike you as odd that the things... I mean, Game of Thrones, to me, is more or less Lord of the Rings. It's a similar kind of uh, set-up, isn't it? Uh, it's in like a sim- more serious version more of it. More serious yeah, yeah. version of it, but... Yeah. There always seem to be go-to areas for popular imagination, don't they? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like old, like I think that old medieval type thing yeah. is never going to go away. Yes. Why is that? Why, why that? Because swords are cool. Yeah. I don't know. It is pure escapism, isn't yeah. it, really? Mm. You can never be in that situation. So yes. to watch something is just... That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting, Dad. Because you can never be in that situation. Yeah. Because it's in the past, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of stuff is in the past. Mm. Whereas I think we're getting less and less stuff about the future because the future looks more like now than it ever has. Yes. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah. this fantasy that we we enjoy or take pleasure in or whatever is quite a powerful tool and quite useful as well. You know, in India, they run films and they film the run for many, many weeks, months, even years, some films mm-hmm. have been in the past. I'm not sure about these days. A film will come out and which will be absolutely glorious, you know, mm-hmm. everything shimmering in gold and how people are portraying the way the things are. And it could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah. And then people who go and watch it, they want to be those people. Yes. They want to relate themselves. And obviously that's what escapism is. Yeah, yeah. And then people want... Uh, uh, after day after day after day, go and watch that yeah. the same film mm. that, yeah. to just get that because they can't never be there. So they, they can never be there, so they're just enjoying that or or yeah. or, or, or getting into that situation. So mm. that escapism, but that's a known fact in in India. Film used to run for years. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think that the level of escapism is defined by how reality your uh, how real your reality is? Say, mm. if you are like in India, a lot of people are. Poorer there, yes, they? yeah. So for them, won't their imagination extend to what it would be like if I'm rich? Whereas if you're in a country that's already people are well off, yeah, then they need something more. Well, their fantasy then have to be um, sort of inverted almost, isn't it? They need something that the poor people poor have and they haven't, yeah. And to some extent, that works as well, mm-hmm. doesn't it? People saying, Oh my god, I've got everything, I'm 
too materialistic. I'm bored with it. I need something different. And what do they do? They, I mean, not everybody, but some probably pack up and start living in a, you know, <laughs> desolation. Somewhere yeah, with, yes, yeah, yeah. You, you do know, go through in wilderness. Things, right? Yeah. And then on a on a smaller scale as well, people deal with things in different ways. So like when there's some serious stuff happening in our house, like yes. with me and Mel, and then our escapism is very different. I'll watch comedies, yes, of course, to lighten the mood. Yeah. Whereas Mel will watch more serious stuff. Right. And I'll go, oh, you've had like some real stresses this mm. week. Why are you watching something yeah. so dark and stuff? But she she prefers that. She, she you, you know that there is a very good reason for that. Yours is almost to overlook at it, yeah. that it doesn't exist, where yeah. she's yeah. actually trying to understand and cope with it. Yeah. Or yeah. is it that she's just saying, look, as bad as stuff's going on at the, mo- at the moment in my it life, but it's not worse. as bad as that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's that as well, yeah. Yes. Bless her. But she goes to bed, like, because she's not good when she's watched something like that. Yeah, so yeah. the yeah. examples like Bodyguard, Call of Duty, yeah, yeah. those kind of things. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Which require a little bit more thought. I think she likes the fact she has to concentrate on it. But also it's a diversion as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that, that helps, I suppose. Mm. But then when she's having nightmares at night and kicking me, and I'm yeah. like, I'm not a robber. No, I like, don't think that's, not, that's real, what's mm. Kicking you. I'm sure she'd kick me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a good imagination can be lucrative. Yeah, I oh, would absolutely. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have made their fortunes by just what's uh, in their head. Yeah, yeah. If you can capture that yeah. and bring it out, exactly. What a thing! It, isn't it? What a thing! And this isn't like something is in my head. I'm going to make a machine out of this and make a lot of money. This no. is just what is in my head. I'm going to write it down and make a load of money. Well, yes, yeah. yeah. J.K. Rowling again. I'll allude back to Harry Potter. Yeah, the thing a... with that is that you don't have to prove that it works. You have yeah, yeah, your yeah. imagination. You've told somebody. Yeah, it's up to them. Yeah, if people yeah. like where your brain is coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they'll buy you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the best thing, actually, telling somebody. And not telling the full story, if you like, because they can come up with their own ending. They yes. can all come up with the, the main plot, even, Absolutely, if you like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like that painting, again, going back to that. There is a saying that um, when you look at a painting, you are f- completing that painting. Yes. Yeah. Artists, the well, artist's you're not really, because you will never complete it, because it is also one of those things that, b- where is the end? It's yeah. the end of the universe. There isn't an yes. end. No, but what were you going to say? Oh, but any time an artist paints... You don't know what he was thinking when he was painting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just assume that oh, he looked at some yeah. nice scenery and said, "Yeah, I'll capture that." Mm. Is it? No, you. Who knows? Yeah. There's that phrase, isn't it? Within the view is the viewer. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you look at when you're looking at a painting. Yeah. So when you go to these art exhibitions, some of them yeah. are having that conversation, aren't they? What was the artist doing or thinking at yeah. the time? Yeah. And then I'd love to interview the artist, and they go, "No, I just had a bunch of trees in front of me. Yeah, yeah. paint what I saw. More, yeah. or less, more well, or less. That's, yeah. that's the that's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's where the skill has come, isn't it? Yeah. The artist has put something there, which is so convincing that whoever looks with a different eye will have a different. View? Different ending or different mm. story going there. Well, one of the examples of that that really makes me laugh <clears> is because Umar used to obviously he's big on his eighties music. Mm. And uh, do you remember Nick Kershaw or the Riddle? Yes. Now I don't think you were at this level. But basically, there's this song. And it's a pretty random song, and it's called the Riddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you can imagine, it's quite a interesting song. And people spent years trying to work out what Nick Kershaw meant by everything that's going on in that song. Yeah. And then they interviewed him like a couple of years later and he goes, yeah, I don't know, it's just like really... <laughs> random yeah. Yeah. yeah, at the time. <laughs> but also that could be true that at that time when he wrote, he, his state of mind was such that he actually meant what I wrote and yeah. then he forgot about it. Yeah. But who's to say, sorry, like anytime somebody does something like that, it is up to the, the consumer of it to complete or like to contribute to that work, you're contributing to that by thinking about it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, like it, it always like fascinates me, like how something in your head, in its purest form, can be the making of you, in it. Yeah. yeah. And you think, uh, like, at some point in the down the line where uh, uh, neurosciences will become more sophisticated, I bet they'll be able to tap into somebody's brain and go, yeah, that your brain is going to make you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'll be like brain assessors. Yeah. Well, absolutely, yeah. you're quite right. There is some sort of technical business going on there. Yeah. Your brain is wired that way. Yes. But looking at the sinister side, that's what these evil people are as well, isn't it? You know, the born killers of this world and yeah. that sort of thing. Mm. That is also your brain, isn't it? That mm. The way it's been wired. But that's a bit, that's not good there. I'm just thinking, 
sometimes they say the best music or the best the novel or best poetry is come through with the, that you have actually you have a broken heart that's where it happened yeah yeah and what's that about uh, i just somehow thinking why is that do you mm. have any ideas why do you think that would be it could be because you're like that in in such a place where you just don't give a shit and whatever you thinking at that time or articulating yourself is yes. your raw honesty it's honesty yeah yeah it's your honesty and mm. all your inhibitions are out the window because yeah. you can't be as hurt as you are mm. now whereas i think everyone just naturally you kind of have like a protective shield don't you yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah, let yeah. the real you show all the time yeah, yes. for fear of judgment no. but if the worst thing has happened the person that you cared about has gone anyway you're like mm. what's the point I'll just be who I am yeah. at this point yeah. and that's why I can see that people make something different uh-huh. at that point yeah. in their lives some people for some people a sense of desperation or last resort feeling brings out the best in them yeah yeah. so I'll give you an example um, Francis Ford Coppola Godfather director he was in dire financial straits when when he released that film. Really? Yeah. He really? Was really? His back was up against the wall. Uh, Financially. That was the making of him. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that the film when he was when he was out and it was at the Oscars, he was in stuck in a hotel room. He didn't even attend the Oscars, like just writing his next work. Because he was that. Because he was yeah, that hard up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's only when the like phenomenal success of the Godfather was happened. Yeah. That he, he realized what he had on his hands. Yeah. Wow! But it's it's a desperation. It's anything. Like with many artists, their first song is always their best, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like think about Adele, the song that made her um, find someone like you. That yeah. that's one of her earlier yeah, works, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that is the that that is her voice. That is the best. That so she why would did be. she write that song? Because she was hurt or something. She or was hurt. Would have been something from that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I suppose it's pure emotion, isn't it? Yeah, and inhibitions yeah. are just totally yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. With imagination, there is always you, isn't there? There's mm. always a sense of you in it. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's all to do with you. Yeah. So, uh, like I say, our imaginations are still grounded in reality. Otherwise, it would be a bit scary, wouldn't it? If you just let your imagination like completely run un- uninhibited. Yeah. yeah. There are some people who I think they can't think that. Like, there's a director called David Cronenberg. He did, did this film called... He did a remake of The Fly. Right. And he's done also weird films. Yeah. And yeah. David Lynch as well. He did Twin Peaks. Yeah. Do these guys really think like this? It's, it, that's the crazy thing, isn't it? It's, some authors and stories and films that you read and watch, you're like thinking, how has this come out of the mind of someone? Like, yeah. w- that person needs help almost. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then... But th- that could be the classic work. Yeah, piece of work, isn't yeah. It? exactly. Yeah, nine times out of ten, it is, isn't it? And you could argue that them writing about it is their therapy, isn't it? Yes, you could. Yeah, if I didn't write this, I'd do it. No, nah, mm. I don't know. I just think people, some people, are just extremely imaginative and know how to articulate mm. that. Yeah, at the end of the day, storytelling is an art. Anyone can have like a crazy notion or an idea, yeah. but it's up to that person to formulate a story from it. Yes. And I don't think that happens in one sitting. They'll elaborate and expand yeah. on stuff. So something that seems really yes. crazy in the book and on the on paper didn't just come out of that person's mind no. there and then. It was like, I've got this scene. Yeah. How can I just make it that much more mm. zany or that much more intense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just picking up on the same thread again. So imagination actually can. Up till now, we are we praising it in a good thing, isn't it? A good. It's a good gift from God. But just assume that it's the other way. It's the evil side of it. Yes. It's that you have a, yeah. a weird and strange of imagination. Uh, I'm talking about evils of this world. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the power of inspiring people. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. That, that, um, is, yeah. that is horrible, isn't it? Well, you made a reference earlier about uh, killers and stuff. But yeah. the what, the name that sprung to my mind straight away then was um, Charles Manson. Yes. Charles Manson was uh, very imaginative. Yeah. Uh, he was very charismatic and the way that he let people know about it. And yeah. people did stuff well, like Not only that, look at, I mean, history tells you some of the leaders, some yeah. of the dictators. Yeah, Hitler. Uh, I yeah. mean, look at Hitler and one or two others. Yeah. yeah. Did they have imagination? They, they have imagination, have... yes, yeah. And sometimes they rely on other people's imagination to kind of uh, promulgate their warped sense of reality. Yeah. So Charles Manson, it was actually a song from the Beatles called Helter Skelter yeah. that he listened to 
whilst he did all these atrocities. Oh, really? God. And Hitler was a fan of uh, uh, the German composer uh, Wagner. Yeah. And you can't say, well, he just listened to that. There must have been something there that made him think... It is really, yeah, yeah. Wicked thoughts. So mm. it's not all good. It's not all good. But you can't blame the artist for that. No, it's people, isn't it? It's people's people, interpretation yeah. of it, yeah. yeah. Somebody might read something uh, fairly uh, mundane as... Well, not mundane. Well, um, no, well, sorry to interrupt. Uh, you said it's, you can't blame the artist. Of course, you why? He, it's his inspiration, his work that somebody has listened to and said, yeah. Mm. I'm going to do something horrible. So he is responsible. The no. artist is responsible. Uh, that person's... Uh, nine times out of ten, but those kind of things, people are looking for excuses, aren't they? Like People use religion as an excuse. That's like saying that all religions are backwards and wrong. Yeah. It's people's interpretation of yeah, that. Yeah, you can't look at it like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's, those people are going to do that kind of stuff anyway. They're yeah. just looking for a reason to do it. And something like that speaks to them yeah. differently than it does to someone else. You can't listen to like Helter Skelter and think, well... I like this song, but I'm not. I'm going to make it look like I don't like this song because of what Charles Manson did. Mm, it's, yeah. He did it. Um, so obviously, there, there are some some things are downright irresponsible. If somebody went on TV and started playing with matches and stuff, and that's, yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. We're um, talking about two things, isn't it? There's a practicality that you would do something, and somebody will say, "Yeah, I can do that." Yeah. But then there is something that you have said totally innocently in your. But that that's where you're coming from, isn't it? Yeah. They've interacted. Uh, yeah, they've, yeah, they've been looking. For, they're those looking kind of people are kind of like looking for it. Yeah. And yes. they're not actively looking for that thing, but they yeah. feel like that. And something is going to be the catalyst that caused it. It mm. just so happens it's that element that caused it. Yeah. But yeah, I do agree that imagination has to be, what's the word? Kept in check. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep in check. Yeah. yeah. Because I think at a point, if you start blurring the line between imagination and reality, then your sense of like morality might go and think, well, I can get up to anything because I don't, I live in this world and these yeah. are my laws and my yeah. rules. And I'll tell you what as well, when it comes to like the, the really artistic and the really creative people, just imagine if your imagination has made you the person that you are financially, yes. popularity wise, you'll do if you've done some good. To, to humanity but if yeah. you did whatever you could to maintain yeah, that yeah 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 you can see where that's going to eventually you go see, yeah it? and you can see why like so many artists take drugs yeah and escapism because they think uh, my mind needs to be kept in that yeah, shape exactly. yeah yeah you're quite right so did we have imaginary friends or build imaginary worlds for ourselves when we were kids so dad you said in Pakistan you imagine what it would be like to be in this country and and all these inventions yeah inventions yeah. yeah I think that's I, I was probably more interested in that sort of thing yes yeah we I mean we had an active imagination as kids me Roz and our cousins uh, we used to get uh, like create imagination imaginary scenarios yeah we used to play out Ghostbusters. That's yeah, not really right. imaginative, though. I right? suppose not, no. But it was go. like our interpretation of <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah. isn't it? And I remember actually vividly one of the games we used to play was called Shop Shop. I mean, that's not particularly imaginative, <laughs> is it? Yeah. We were like in the role of a shop yeah. and we called it Shop Shop. Yes. Yeah. That's not that imaginative. We did more imaginative yeah. stuff. Waterworld. Think... Remember Waterworld? Yeah. Water war. Do you know about water war, Dad? Dad doesn't know about water war. So basically, you know our neighbours, we lived in the terrace house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And in the back garden, we had another family of kids Mm. near do wells as well. And (laughs) we used to every year do this thing called water war. Oh, water war, yeah. And it was just like loads of water water bombs and hoses and jugs that were chucked over. I remember they had a particularly nefarious cousin or something. And he took it a stage too far and started flinging records at records us. Records at us. Yeah, vinyl yeah, records yeah, yeah. at us. We go, it's water war, not record war. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And then I got hit in the face with the records. So yeah. I think it was actually helped scalped by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So, um, so no imagination. I mean, like some people, they, some kids take it to another level, don't they? And it's quite sad, um, because, I mean, some kids grow up without friends. It's, I mean, it's sad and um, charming in a way. Hmm. You hear about kids that do actually have imaginary friends. And, yeah. they, and they've stuck with them <laughs> yeah. through thick and thin, almost up to like their teenage years. No, I don't know if Amelia's got an imaginary friend. I don't think she's got an imaginary friend. But when we're, when we're driving around, yeah. 
Sugar, oh, that's my friend's house. That's Emmy's house. And it's always Emmy as well. She okay. always has this name, <laughs> Emmy. And there isn't an Emmy at a school. So I don't know if that's the seeds for a uh, imaginary like friend to come. Friend. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could, could an imaginary friend be a friend that is about to come? That is going to step into their life at some point. So Amelia's built up this ideal friend mm. that eventually somebody will step into those shoes. But at the moment, there isn't anybody. <laughs> yeah. So she's made it up. She's so cute, honestly. Yeah. With her, with her whole friendship. She's getting good. You should have seen it. We did a little play date mm. at um, Elveston Castle and some of the kids from the school went as well. And at first, she, she was very much clinging to me and Mel. Yeah. But Elveston Castle's a brilliant place. You could take them all to the park and just go mm. on swings and stuff. But this is a place where you can go into forests and hills and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And she, by the end of it, she was just running around with this girl called Priya. They were <laughs> running everywhere. And then she ran up to me and she said, can I take my hoodie off? Because Priya took her hoodie off. I go, yeah, go on <laughs> Yeah, but that's real friend now. But imaginary friends, it's not just the kids thing. It's uh, grown-ups as well. Dad, I mean, we yeah, think... Yeah. They're voices in oh, your head, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what, shut up. Yeah. Well, but what is when you talk to yourself? You have a friend, don't you? Yeah, but you don't visualize that as a person as a person. Yeah, yeah but I have to know that. I have to talk loud. Yeah, if I'm yeah. thinking yeah. something, I just yes. utter out. Yeah. And I am obviously discussing this with my friend, <laughs> imaginary funny. friend. Let's imagine ourselves an imaginary friend. What if you had an imaginary friend? Who would it be? What would it, what would it look like? What That's a very good question. That is. Yeah, I think I think of him just like me, okay, with okay. a top hat. Yeah. With a top hat. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Dad's friend, best friend is you. I don't know. I always thought of my friend, my imaginary friend would be a Victorian, like from the Victorian era. Really? Why? <laughs> I don't what? know. A Victorian gent. What's that film? Sherlock Holmes, basically. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your influence, isn't it? If you watch yes, it, yeah, yeah you're yeah, thinking, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. Yes. Want to be his friend. Oh, yeah. that's gonna or really. Somebody from Latin America, like a cube, like a Cuban. Lord, like a not a drug lord, but <laughs> something like that. What the hell? You, you have obviously really mentioned. Have you seen yeah. on the spot here? Yeah. 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 No, you're not. You, you, these are very detailed yeah. responses. He'd look a bit like Al Pacino in Scarface. Really? Oh, yes. that's it. So it's again, it's the film influence or the, yeah. it's the book yeah. influence. Yeah, and, and that is it, isn't it? Our limit. I think our imagination is severely limited by what we see. What we see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's that like you said, how to expand that imagination? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like you said, we used to play Ghostbusters. We had an amazing imagination. Yeah. And like it, this influenced by other stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. J.J. Rowling said when uh, interviewed about Harry Potter, where did you come up with the idea for this? And she said that she was just sat on the train and she just was like, staring into space and suddenly the image of this boy with glasses and this scar on his head just materialised. And oh that was it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, she must have seen... Uh, like, there must have been a spe- spectacle kid on that train or she must have seen one somewhere. So, this like having imagination. It might be just... if The train's actually funny because if you are in the dark, if, if it's dark outside and they're yeah. going, yes. and you look into the, the window, you can see all sorts of things. Yeah. I have done yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, it's also yeah. very interesting that you said train as well because I think this, the, the magic of a train is that you're forced to sit there yeah, and not really be able to do much, yeah. but think. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And then your imagination runs wild. It's whole, yes. it's whole sort of thing because it's a rhythmic environment as well. The things mm. are moving, you're moving. Yeah, and just and that the the noise yeah. as well of the wheels that is also hypnotic to some Quite extent. Conducive. Yeah. yeah, I I kid you not, and this is genuinely true. The first time I went to go and see Sanj on the train, slightly hungover as well. I can't remember what. I was yes. really tired or something. And that's the first time I wrote from start to finish Stupid Cupid. Really? You know that play that I wrote, yes, yeah, Stupid yeah. Cupid, about like a, a jerk. It was Cupid. a very good, uh, I read it, it was very good. Yeah. yeah, Stupid Cupid was like, obviously I fleshed it out a little bit afterwards, mm. but the initial parts of that, start to finish, were pretty much written on yes. that train journey. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know why I even had a notepad, I think, because it was during my teacher training. Yeah. So I had notepads and stuff with me. So I had to, like some piece of paper with me, and yeah. I just jotted away, uh-huh. yeah. and then I just went for it. I'll tell you this: the, the the noise from machinery. This this is strange. This is very strange. And and the uh, locomotive is the same, isn't yes, it? Yeah, it's yeah. that rhythmic and uh, and it it can change your thinking. Mm-hmm. I I used to work in a place somewhere, and there was a a, a plant that made humming noise like a boiler. There's constant humming. Mm. And if I was in that area, I would come up with some sort of tune in my head to go with that humming. Honestly, 
Yeah. I was able to do that. And I would be able to sing it really nicely in in sort of a uh, tune with that humming that goes on in the back. Yeah. I think, like you said, it's that consistent noise, isn't it? That's the... You said earlier, like, what, what inspires my songs. I think some of them definitely have been derived from the sound of something else. Yeah. Like an alarm. Yeah. Alarm. Yeah. Something quite constant and mechanical. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Not even on that. No. Yeah. I'm sure an alarm... I, I was at work yesterday and an alarm was going off. And like you said, Dad, I just came up with a tune from the sound of listening to that alarm. Really? Yeah. That's well cool. So we mentioned earlier, uh, but I just want to go over it again. Escapism it tends to be quite a trend these days uh, with comic conventions, medieval reenactments. Have you ever been to one of these? I haven't. I'd like yeah, to go there. They look quite interesting, yeah. More for the food they serve. Really? Do they have banquets yeah. and stuff? Well, they serve them like uh, salvers and it's like big pieces of meat. Oh, that's nice. Hold loads of bread. Yeah, yeah. You had me at meat. But is it healthy to be that immersed in it? It depends how often. I mean, if you're dressing at work yeah. like a Viking, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rhyming at a meeting and <laughs> placing your armour just on the chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to mess with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then on that note... Oh, yeah. is that it? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I think we covered most of everything. I tell you what, this is the deepest ever... Uh, a topic that we talked about. It was, it was going to be though, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just something you can just talk about forever, isn't it? Really. But one hundred percent, we are going to be doing this homework. So we'll tweet out this picture. We're going to take a picture. Yeah, of it let's now. see that. Yeah. Let's see what comes back. And we would like a little bit of a homework. I already us. have a story in my head. Yeah, that's why you said it. That's He's going to have an awesome story. Hmm. I'm going to have one about just like pruning trees. It's going to be really boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With me and art is like I'm very like limited. I want to see what we all... Really? Yeah, Yeah, that'd that'd be very interesting. Well, shall we put how many words? We don't want to go crazy, because otherwise... 200. Uh, No, 200 is too much. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, How many words? Half a page. Half a page. Half a page, probably even less, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Look, look, limit is whatever it is. Yeah, but not too long. Obviously, yeah, not like an epic novel or anything like that. Part one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm just going to read Harry Potter to you. (laughs) That's how imaginative I was from Mm. that tree. I created Harry Potter from it. Why don't we continue? That would be another theme in our podcast. We can update that previous story, what we've gone with it. Yeah, but not with just a bloody tree. Come on. No, no, that's the start of it, Buster. That's the start of a novel. That's how it all I've begins. Got, yeah, you know what? I've got my story. Yeah, you don't want a painting with too much going on because then yeah. what focus you Absolutely, take. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Right. Thank you very much for listening, guys. And we shall hear your stories and our stories next week. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. So that's another Siddiqui Ramblings wrapped up. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd love to get involved, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. So that email address again is thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. We're aiming to make this podcast a weekly episodic podcast and that can only be done through uh, reviews. So if you guys could review us, five-star reviews on iTunes, that would be a massive, massive help to get the word out. So the more reviews, the better. Until next time, it's bye from Basit Siddiqui. And it's bye from Sid Siddiqui. And it's bye from Umar Siddiqui. See ya.